0: one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com
1: i grabbed the beaker and gulped down the liquid as eli looked on with an excited grin on his face after drinking all the liquid i gazed at eli Then began to cough and gag as I gasped for air.
2: It's working! It's working!
1: Eli squeaked like a two-year-old as he pointed to my hand that held the beaker. That day changed my life forever. Hi, my name is Michael. Before I continue my story, please like this video and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to smash that notification bell so you'll get notified when we have more amazing stories. As we were heading out of math class, my best friend Eli and I stopped to look at the science fair poster. The grand prize was $5,000. Hey, Eli, are you ready to beat Daria this year in the science fair? Boy, am I ever.
2: She killed it the last three years in a row. We have to get something that would make even Daria's head spin. And we will finally have gloating
1: rights for a whole year. Talking about the devil herself. Eli tilted his head towards the science lab. I watched as Daria walked over to us with a smirk on her face. Hey boys, are you ready to lose again this year? I glanced over at Eli, whose fists were clenched. Lose to who? You? I gackled before looking at Daria sternly. Trust me, the only person to lose this year is you. We already have a plan on how to spend our $5,000, so if you'll excuse us, we have a science fair to win. I grabbed Eli's shirt and we walked away from Daria towards our final class for the afternoon, History. When we were out of earshot, Eli turned to me and Hmm? punched me in the shoulder.
2: Ouch! Dude, are you insane? If she beats us this year, her gloating is going to be 100 times worse.
1: Then we make sure we win. I looked at Eli smugly. During history class, Mr. Coleman was discussing King Midas. You know the king who turned everything that he touched to stone? Well, anyway, I had a brilliant idea and I quickly scribbled a note and passed it to Eli. Eli looked at me with a raised eyebrow, then a mischievous grin and nodded in agreement. Do you gentlemen want to share something with the class? Eli and Michael? No, no sir. sir, we said simultaneously. I couldn't wait for Eli and I to discuss our prize-winning concept, but the rest of the afternoon seemed to drag on. Finally, the last bell rang and Eli and I sprung from our chairs and darted out the classroom.
2: Are you serious?
1: Eli whispered. Not here. Let's go to your house. You never know who's listening. I looked around suspiciously. We hurried to Eli's house and as soon as we entered his room, I blurted out, Wouldn't it be amazing to concoct a serum where everything I touch turns to gold? Not only do we win the science fair, but we also have a chance to become rich. I rubbed my hands together.
2: But why do you get to be the one with the golden touch?
1: Because you are the genius in all of this. Do you really want to taste all the gooey serum before we get to the right one? And once it works, we will need your genius to create the antidote. You can't create the antidote if everything you touch turns to gold. I get the golden touch, and you may even have a shoe-in for the Nobel Prize. Not even Daria could compete against that. I like where this is headed. Let's get started. Over the next few weeks, I felt like a lab rat as I guzzled down the numerous serums that Eli created. I must admit that at times I wanted to back out, but I wanted to beat Daria more than anything I ever wanted to do in my life, so I stuck it out. The process was a grueling one. Some serums tasted like candy, some tasted like something from the trash. At one point, Eli accidentally made a love potion. That week I got a few dates under my belt. I couldn't resist, what can I say? Anyway, after about a month, something finally happened one Friday after school. I grabbed the beaker and gulped down the liquid as Eli looked on with an excited grin on his face. After drinking all the liquid, I gazed at Eli, then began to cough and gag as I gasped for air. It's working! It's working! Eli squealed like a two-year-old as he pointed to my hand that held the beaker. I looked across at my hand and the beaker was indeed changing, but it wasn't turning to gold, it was turning into stone. It
2: worked! It worked!
1: It almost worked, I said as I watched my hand, mesmerized by its new ability. Maybe if I tweaked it a little, it... Eli scratched his head thoughtfully. We don't have time. The science fair is next weekend. This is as good as it's going to get. Eli and I tested out my hands. We were both thrilled when we realized that both my hands turned anything I touched to stone. Luckily, I wasn't able to turn myself into stone. It was all fun and games (laughs) until my stomach (laughs) began to rumble and I couldn't eat or drink anything. I can't go home like this if anybody else finds out they will put me in a lab and run tests and
2: pull yourself together man
1: eli shook me hard
2: i'll just make you a pair of gloves to counteract the serum give me a few minutes
1: those minutes turned into hours eli called my mom and asked if i could stay the weekend so we could work on the science fair project to which my mother agreed that friday night we had no luck i drifted off to sleep and was awakened to a knock on eli's bedroom door his mother had brought us breakfast Eli told her that we were close to a breakthrough and we couldn't eat now or we'd get distracted. His mother didn't think anything of it. She just told him that it would be downstairs when we were ready for it. I must have dozed off again because I woke up to Eli's shouts. I glared at the clock and it was 4.30 p.m. I sat up slowly. Please tell me those are shouts of victory. Eli ran towards me with a pair of red leather gloves and handed them to me. I took it gingerly and was surprised that they didn't turn to stone. Put them on! I quickly put them on and touched Eli's lamp that was on his nightstand. Nothing happened. You did it! I pulled Eli into a bear hug. And they are waterproof. Now let's eat, I grinned. We raced downstairs and devoured breakfast and five slices of pizza each. Eli's mom looked at my gloves. You don't have robotic hands under those gloves, do you? She smiled playfully. Eli and I shared a look and laughed before heading back to his bedroom. On Sunday, Eli worked on the antidote and I went home. The following week, I explained to my parents and teachers that I had to keep the gloves on as it was part of my science fair project. But that didn't mean I kept the gloves on at all times. I touched all the water fountains at the school, the climbing rope in gym class, and the football in PE. Daria sprained her big toe trying to kick the ball. After that, I decided to put the pranks on hold for a bit as Eli and I worriedly watched as the paramedics removed Daria from the football field and took her to the hospital. Finally, the day of the science fair arrived. When the judges approached our booth, Eli and I smiled. I took off the gloves and touched the apple that Eli placed on the table. The judges jumped back in sheer amusement. Eli went on to explain our process as I put the gloves back on. After the judges left, I looked at Eli. We have that 5K in the bag. How about we get some drinks and stretch our legs a bit?" Eli nodded and we walked towards the drink stall. On our way back, we were stopped by a tall, slim man with a pair of shades and a trench coat.
2: Hi, Eli and Michael. I have a proposition for you, Michael.
1: The man looked in my direction before continuing.
2: My company is prepared to give you $20,000 a month. For what? We want to run a few tests on you, maybe
1: even help you with an antidote. It's okay, Eli and I already have an antidote. I walked away and Eli soon followed. That was weird and creepy. We soon forgot about our strange encounter when we were named the winners of the science fair. Our parents took pictures with us and we couldn't wait to brag to Daria. We assured our parents that we had an antidote as they were eager to get us home so I could take it. Before heading home, my parents and I stopped at Eli's and I took the antidote, but nothing happened. I looked at Eli with my heart hammering in my chest. Was I going to be like this forever? Eli assured my parents and me that he would continue to work on the antidote. But until then, I needed to wear the gloves. The next few days, there were press reports and tabloid journalists parked outside our house. We couldn't go out or come back in, and Eli still hadn't made progress. My parents were now concerned and wanted to get medical personnel on board. One afternoon, I entered the kitchen, and the same man that approached Eli and I at the fair was sitting at the kitchen table. He introduced himself as Dr. J. Delgado. Reluctantly, my parents signed me over to him. He said that he would do everything within his power to help me, which was a lie. Once at the lab, Dr. Delgado's smile faded and it was replaced by a devilish grin. He instructed his workers to strap me onto a table. I was only allowed to sit up when I ate and allowed to use the bathroom a few times a day. I was probed with needles and injected through an IV. I felt abandoned and rejected by my parents and Eli. After a few weeks, my luck changed when I heard the door open after the other scientists left for the day. My parents, together with Eli and Daria, broke into the lab to get me out. Sorry it took so long, Eli said as he removed my straps. The good
2: doctor lied about where he was taking you, if it wasn't for Daria.
1: Thank you, I mumbled weakly.
2: Let's get him out of here quickly before the guard comes back,
1: Dad said as he draped one of my arms over his shoulder and Mom draped the other. I felt as though I were in a movie, dodging and hiding praying that we wouldn't get caught. Daria and Eli stole identification cards from the guard booths so we could escape the facility. For a heavily guarded facility, tonight was strangely quiet. I didn't put too much thought into it as I wanted to get as far away from there as possible. When we got to the van, Eli's parents were inside. Once we were all in, Eli's dad sped off. We dropped Daria home, then we went to the pier. Awaiting us was a yacht. After a few hours, Mom shook me awake. We arrived at a small island and we hopped on a charter plane to reach our final destination. Eventually, we arrived at an old, massive, and intimidating house. Everything that we needed was already in sight, including anything Eli needed to make the antidote. About two months passed, and still no headway. I knew my parents were worried, but they tried to keep a brave face on. As long as we were all safe while finding the antidote, that was their major concern. But suddenly, that all changed. While using Eli's computer, an email came in. Now, normally I wouldn't pry into Eli's emails, but the notification popped up stating that the money was deposited, which piqued my curiosity. While Eli was a whiz at science and I was a whiz on the computer, it took me a few seconds to crack his password. The emails that I read made my blood turn cold. Unknown to me, Eli had been receiving money from Dr. Delgado for the past three years to allow his daughter Daria to win. You may be wondering how could I not know that Daria was his daughter? Well, she carries her mother's last name, not her dad's. What was even more scary was that Dr. Delgado had been working with Eli all this time and paying him to test the serums on me. Dr. Delgado told Eli what to do, and like a puppet, Eli agreed. I dropped the laptop and searched for my parents to let them know what was going on. When I got to my parents' room, the door was slightly open and I heard shouting, I snuck towards the door and saw Eli's dad holding a gun at my parents. Mom saw me. Her eyes welled with tears.
2: Run, Michael, run!
1: She screamed. As I scrambled from the door, I heard two loud explosions. I needed to get help. I couldn't believe that Eli and his parents were in on it. I felt like such an idiot. It wasn't long before Eli heard the explosions and came running to see what was happening. We crossed paths in the living room as he blocked my path of escape. I trusted you, I screamed at Eli, and you give me up for money? I did what I had to do. Living under your shadow since we
2: were five was giving me a major migraine. So I thought, why shouldn't I use you, like you tried to use me to win those science fairs? There's more to this than you think. And your parents killed
1: my parents. I'm going to turn you to stone if it's the last thing I do. I pulled off my gloves and charged at Eli. I may have been bigger, but Eli was definitely more agile. We went at it for a few minutes, before I heard Mom's voice. Michael! As I turned my head, I smiled as I saw my parents walking down the stairs. Something hit me in the head, and I fell to my knees. As my eyes began to close, the last voice I heard was Dad, speaking to Eli. Tie him up and get him in the basement. We'll conduct the rest of the experiments there. Dad ordered. Eli towered over me. I told you there was more to this than you think. I lost consciousness, and the darkness seeped in. Want to know what happens next? Get this video to 20,000 likes for part two.